The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together, they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Hey, good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Real Estate Show here on A3OWCCO, where your questions are always welcome about real estate, either by phone or by text. Before we say hi to Chris and Andy, let me give you the fo- those numbers, uh, phone numbers, 651-989-9226, or the text number, if that's easier, 81807 for your text messages. Welcome back, guys. Uh, Let me do the usual question. How was the week in real estate? I know it was a shorter week for some. Probably not you Which guys. is perfect for no, Chris, Chris's lifestyle. So it, uh, you know, yeah. let's, let's talk about that, though. It was a hol- holiday weekend it was. last weekend, and it was slow. A lot slower. I mean, I don't, did you feel that? Yeah, of course. I mean, through the we, weekend? We, we were, you know, it's crazy, though, Danny, is that, so, like, open houses were slower. People are preoccupied. It's, it's you know, we finally have that summer kicking in. We've got that beautiful heat, the Sun's out. People are having fun, right? So, but this week online, now our inline inquiries, so we track everything, right? All of our clicks on our listings and our showings that are out, or the showing requests, all about doubled from last week to this week. So we're starting to see that online activity again. So people, when they were vacationing or they were up at the cabin or whatever, they're looking for houses again and they're starting to wake up. It's actually going to become what I call a late spring market or early summer market here. And uh, normally it slows down from here, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Well, because we haven't had that ramp up yet. You know, right. we're still waiting for it. And I don't think, I, I think spring never happened. And so we kind of almost went right from uh, winter to summer. And uh, people didn't have a chance in which to get their houses ready. But I think one of the tips, uh, Noelle Nielsen is here as well. She's with Remax Advantage Plus. Uh, we brought her along. So Andy went talking. Repeat offender. See, but th- there he goes. He still talks. I can't stop. <laughs> you got to turn your microphone on there, Noelle. Oh. Yeah, there you go. There, I'm distracted. High tech. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually on Facebook Live today too. This is we are. We're trying something different outside of the zone of where you guys are comfortable. I I push it. Yeah, big time technology here, so that's good. (laughs) Um, But it is. I mean, I mean, Facebook obviously is a huge uh, marketing resource for us. That we're getting stuff out. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. There's kind of a new little. Part yeah, of Facebook. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Instagram and Facebook stories and uh, maybe as both as agents and as home sellers, how you can use those stories to either market properties or market to each other and uh, the benefit of using those. So, yeah. And there's obviously a, a few people are on that, those uh, platforms. And so, obviously, couple. yeah. And it, and it also allows us to be able to get, um, Maybe more some specific things about a property. Um, I, obviously, I've seen uh, 
I'm Noel's Facebook friend, and so but I've seen <laughs> stalker. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Andy. But anyways, um, selling but, those sunglasses. No, on your but page? doing yeah, some that. creative stuff in like selling houses just a little right. different way, um, where you probably wouldn't focus that on MLS, but yet you're, you're creating a lifestyle. So I think it's important. Well, what's interesting too is that nowadays with advertising, when we're spending dollars out there to put you know your house in front of different eyeballs, we can actually pay to find specifics. Like with social analytics, where we're actually going to these different social sites where we can actually, there's services that we can hire that actually show us the people that are on there that are most likely to be purchasing a house or most likely to be selling a house based on, you know, when you hate to say it, you log into Facebook, Facebook studies everything on your computer. And it says, boy, they were just looking at these real estate websites or they were looking at uh, moving companies. It puts you on a list. And then all of a sudden our ads start mysteriously being placed in front of you. We've all done it. We've all searched online for something. You Google something and all of a sudden on your Facebook feed, you see all these ads for, you know, Mm -hmm. like flip-flops. And all of a sudden you bought a pair of flip-flops and now there's flip-flop ads everywhere. Same thing with real estate. So what's happening is that that's the predictable analytic part where we can actually say here, these are statistically the people looking for houses. Let's put statistically your ad in front of it. And hopefully, you know, uh, showings that are online, the, the clicks become showings, showings become offers. There's some other things too. There's this artificial intelligence stuff that's coming out now too. Um, I was talking to this uh, company, kind of. They they use what Google uses, yep. and uh, they're basically they're predicting more. Mm-hmm. You know, by not just hey, I looked at flip flops. Let me show you flip flops. But if you looked at flip flops and you looked at uh, a bag of sand, they think you're going to buy in Florida, and so it learns kind of like what you're doing. It, that's that's a scary part, and yeah. and they also were talking about with AI. We've got a deal where. I was uh, last summer looking at a company that they were giving. So you click on the link to the open house, and the open house uses your camera on your phone, and it puts virtual yard signs saying, go this way. Or did you see the beaut- when you're walking through the house with the AI technology of that, did you see this feature? Click on it and learn more about it. All of that technology is coming. But what happens, though, is the, the, in the real estate industry, some, sometimes the, the old school realtor will say, you know what? All that technology is fantastic. But then people make a buying decision online before I can influence them. They're, they're not actually coming to the house. They're not actually having the opportunity to meet that client and point those things out and say, hey, did you notice how nice and close we are to the coffee shop? Or how, you know, walk down the street with the kids to the park or whatever there is that, you know, that can't be put online or, or antiquated with a value. But I think that becomes where people end up justifying mm-hmm. and, and giving it value by, by adding those things on. Sure. I mean, the one thing we have is, I mean, the most powerful um, system that we have is our multiple listing service. Right. I mean, that multiple listing service, you know, everyone says, oh, you just throw it on MLS. Well, just throwing it on MLS syndicates out to everyone, right? you know, and so it's a, still a very, very pow- powerful thing. But I think creating the lifestyle, you know, and lifestyle is, hey, what's the coffee shop down the street? You know, what What are you pointing at her for? Well, again, we, we are doing the domination of the conversation. And I want, <laughs> Noelle's here as the expert. Chris. That was you. That was you. I know. No, this is what we're, we, we get that. That's why we brought it. We want a different flair. We want a different spin on today's show. And. Take it away, yeah. Noel. Well, so, I, I mean, what I was going to talk with you guys about, and I, I'm not sure that you guys have really started utilizing Facebook and Instagram stories, but what's happening with what we, you've been talking about with the algorithms is Facebook and Instagram are both getting smart. And so even if we're marketing properties online, um, they can, they kind of know that. Even if you're doing it from your personal page for a, a client or whatever, if people see that that is marketing, they'll shut down the algorithm on it. 
However, if you're doing it on your Facebook story or your Instagram story, those stay up for 24 hours and there is no there is no algorithm on it. It's just people scrolling through. And so whether it's marketing somebody's property um, that might be coming up and another agent sees it in your stories feed or a, a friend that's interested in buying somewhere and you maybe post a text in that stories feed, it stays up for 24 hours and everybody that looks at the stories will see it unless they click through it. You, did, mm-hmm. you, you made a mention of uh, other agents and stuff like that, and we think that's super important to be able to network with them. Earlier this week, you sent mm-hmm. me an email on some things yeah. that you had coming out, and you said, hey, what do you got coming? Yep. And now you've got two of your clients want to yeah. see properties that I have coming up. Yep. So. I, yep. And I, and I think that's really important right now with the way that inventory has been, and it has been so low. Everybody knows that. Um, I've got people that want to buy, but they're being very particular about what they want. And the only way to start finding those properties is to put feelers out with other agents that I know mm-hmm. saying, hey, what do you have coming on? I have people looking for this. And as soon as I find it, I have these properties to sell. Right. So it's it's huge to be able to network with other agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to flip back to that whole uh, weekend, Memorial weekend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had put a, a listing on, on on Friday before the weekend, and it was ready. It was ready to go. And, I mean, it was a listing that you'd think it would get a ton of showings on it, and uh, we only got like three, you know, because people were out of town. And I was kind of surprised at that price point that that maybe they would have been around and, and, and jumped in more. I can understand at the bigger price point, maybe they're out of town and doing that, but I thought that was uh, kind of interesting because I thought it would go super fast. Well, it was 90-some degrees outside this last weekend. And so weather makes a difference. It and does. Think, it makes a huge difference. And I think when we go after break here, um, I'm going to talk about showing tips that, that now that we're on the market. What can you do to make your house look the best? Mm. We'll do that very thing after the break and inviting you to join us either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show here on A3OWCCO. Chris and Andy with special guests. And if you're just joining us, let's reintroduce your special guest who is doing a lot. Nobody told us about makeup or anything. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. I'm the only one that needs it. No, 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 you're the last person. I'm glad I got a meeting right after, so I'm not in a T-shirt again. But anyways, uh, they do want to, Noelle Nielsen with REMAX Advantage Plus is with us, and uh, they're asking what the Facebook link is, where they can see this. Sure, so right now I'm just streaming it live from my personal page, So and it's public, so you can go on and search for me. It's Noelle Nielsen, N-I-E-L-S-E-N. But Chris Rooney and Andy Prasky are also tagged in it, and then after we're done, we'll share it um, to both the radio page and the and the real estate hour oh, page as well. Absolutely. So. Cool. We got another text question before we hit on those showing tips. Uh, should it be a requirement for realtors to be bilingual, especially cool. in a diverse market like Minneapolis? It would be nice. Is that, have you guys run into that you, issue? You know, we already have a pretty high barrier to entry in this industry of a 40-hour class. And, you know, I, I joke. But, I, what, yeah, I think it would be fantastic. What an advantage to be able to be bilingual, though. We, really we actually, as a team, seek that. We actually are looking for agents that are bilingual. You know, some of them are, and usually people are overachievers, so they're trilingual or whatever. They'll have three languages available to them. So it's like, that. Here, here's what we look for. We want to be able to provide service to everybody. I want customers to feel comfortable when they're making such a big decision like this in their lives. And whatever that takes to make that happen is what we're willing to do. And I think that that is a great um, step forward in our industry 
is is making everybody feel comfortable that's willing to buy a house. And so. I think through with it, within our companies and everything too that we have a, a numerous agents that speak uh, many different languages. So I think we rely on that as well yeah. to help out so that we can we can do it. So that's yep. that's cool. I, I do happen to be fluent in Spanish. Do you I really? I, I've never Prove really it. shared that with you guys. Prove it. I should have said that in Spanish. I have a, I have a Spanish degree. Wow. Really? From college. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Oh, my daughter awesome. knows it too. I'll just bring her along. Yeah. Anyways, um, showing tips uh, that now that you're on the market, I mean, yeah. we, we, we've talked before, obviously, about winter, right. you know, and keeping driveway shoveled and ice yep. off the thing and blah, 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 adding some color. Let's throw some examples out there of what people should be doing uh, as well, the hot sun is out there. Well, you know, I look at it right now, too, and I look, we were talking a little bit at, uh, before the show about all these wonderful graduation parties that are happening and how families – are spending money, effort, time, um, doing crazy, nice things in their homes that they should have did 10 years ago so they could enjoy it. And they're doing it as their son or daughter's graduating and they're, they're making the improvements there. I mean, man, you see everything from new flooring to paint to, you know, scraping off the old popcorn ceilings, making them knockdowns. They're, you know, doing the cabinets the way they wanted to. I'm seeing people enamel their woodwork. I'm seeing, you know, and so, of course, I have kids in that age, so I get to see all these wonderful graduation, you know, parties. And And what's interesting is that, they're really setting their house up to be marketable. And they're, and they're really set after that graduation party. So that's why you're going to those parties. Literally. Leaving the we whole fold. Here's the folder of what you can do now that you're ready to sell. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's a good, but think about people in that phase of life. They are. I mean, the kids are off to college now. Now you don't need the four bedroom house. Maybe you are going to do a two bedroom on the lake or whatever. And so what's interesting is, is that, um, I don't think it's a bad idea is what I'm saying to talk with a real estate agent before your graduation party decisions are made, like adding the, should I redo my driveway? Should I redo this? Because a lot of people might be five years away, six years, 10 years away from moving, but you're making some decisions now that might affect your property value in the future. True. So true. Now I'll ask you the question. Well, is there any showing tips? <laughs> he didn't quite he answer that. It. He's he trying to list a house. Yeah, just pretend they're listed right now. And, uh, and then Cheers. we can, yeah. <laughs> and then now we can, uh, but there is real important things. And I'll tell you, I think one thing is that's real important is a lot of people, they, you know, prefer to have their windows open. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. It has to be a consistent temperature, yeah, especially actually, this heat. I was just going to say that I've, uh, I've had a few, um, issues this last week with, uh, a listing I had where they still hadn't turned their AC on mm. and it got kind of muggy and humid in there. And that does play into how people feel as they're walking through a house if, we as Minnesotans are very um, temperate. You know, we're, we need to be in just one specific temperature. It's either too hot or too cold. And if you can maintain that temperature, yeah. yes. Well, no, I think a lot of us are kind of like fresh produce. But here, think about this. So now you're out there and you're walking through and you want to walk through a new house and you're outside. It's, it's 85 degrees. You're warm. You come into that model home or that open house. If the AC is barely keeping the house cool... Because the agent wants to be comfortable while they're sitting there, I disagree with that. I think they should have it cranked. They should probably have it down at 68. Get the house cool so when people walk in, they go, oh, the nice air. It's actually an experience, right? It's part of it. And then they're only there for five minutes, and by the time they cool off, they're leaving anyway. I might say it's energy efficient, too. Yeah. I mean, if it's too warm and the AC is on, and it's like, oh, geez, maybe it doesn't work or it's not insulated well. A lot of things are said without words, and that's that's an example of exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. How How about this one, you guys? So I think it's really important. I think this is something people all forget about. They think that it just has to be prepared when it's being shown. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have some clients that like to leave their garage door open. 
and then the kids like to all park in the driveway, you know, and there's, so it's filled up. And so what it, you can't do that. I mean, because people are driving by it. You know, after they see it online, they might be driving by it before even an agent does it. And they'll say, oh, there's not enough parking there. You know, yeah. the garage is too messy. I don't want to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. or they'll be checking out the neighborhood and at the landscaping, making sure that it has been well-maintained. Definitely. There's a lot of drive-bys usually before there's showings. Andy, you've talked about this before, but where they edge it, like, I mean, literally like on the on the driveway and along the sidewalks where it's a, a clean edge. <laughs> All my neighbors are, are smirking right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big believer in <laughs> clean lines on landscaping and stuff because it, right. I, I like that. But see, now you'll get somebody else that doesn't like to have it like that. But I, I like my yard to look like a crew cut. I mean, I want it clean and tight. I want the, the edges cut. I want it, you know. But if you're going to care, you might as well care a lot. And then people come over and say, wow, this is a nice yard versus the, eh, you know, and then there's not a, an emphasis put on that. All right, tell you what, we need to take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Folks on the line, don't go away. We'll uh, get your questions answered when we uh, return here in a moment. Good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show here on CCO, welcoming your real estate-related questions, always like we do every week. By phone or by text, I see one line is open if you'd like to fill it. 651-989-9226. Uh, let's go to the phones. Tim has been waiting there in Dassel with a question. Tim, thank you. What is your question? Hi, thank you for taking our call. My call. Say so we have a beautiful ten-acre uh, lake place for sale in Dassel, and it's been on the market f- since about January. And we keep hearing how tight the inventory is, but our real estate agent has only had one showing. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious, what can we do to help motivate him more? Let me. I mean. Let me ask you a couple of questions here. Well, first of all, what price point are we talking? Uh, under four hundred. Wow. Okay, four hundred k. So a house that's been on since January. So what? A five going on six months right now, mm-hmm. and only have one yeah. showing. Yeah. It's happened. We've it's it's happened to me as well. Um, and I think you you know, and I, I I think some people always like say it's the realtor, but sometimes it's it's how it how it's portrayed online, or maybe that hey. People are just rejecting the price, and some people say, "Hey, you know what? I mean, it's it's um, eight hundred thousand, and we haven't had anyone tell us yet that it's it's not overpriced." But they're telling you by not going to it, Noel. Well, and the, another thing that I would say is we, as we were talking about earlier, internet traffic does drive people to properties. So uh, the first thing I would do is kind of go on and analyze the pictures. If you said that it's 10 acres, maybe you need some aerial photography if you don't have any just to show off what the property is and uh, double check through that description and make sure that you're hitting on all the key points of your property to try to drive those interested parties in there. For sure. I think the other the other thing there is, is look at who is your key buyer. Are, are they, you know, are they buying acreage for horses? Are they buying it for dirt bikes? Are they going to buy it just to store all their used cars? I mean, you know, I jokingly say that, but there's everybody has their own reason why they want to have 10 acres. The lake itself, is it a recreational lake? Is it a quiet lake? Is it a, you know, a, a look at it pretty lake? You know, so lakeshore can be defined as a, a million different things. And so what I would say is this, you, you probably need to re-strategize. I'd probably sit down back with my agent and I would ask them for some ideas. I'd even ask if their agent could bring along a couple other uh, people from their brokerage. And maybe they throw around some ideas and get you uh, back on track. Because right now is prime selling season, as, as Chris would point out, and it uh, on the lake. And, and maybe there's a way they could do a little more investing into the marketing and, and get you some different results. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, we've got 3,500 3, feet of shoreline, a private island. It's a super easy commute to Cargill. Uh, I would just think it would, would have gone by now so easily, you know? Yeah. Is it is it a nature lake or is it a recreational? Well, it's a 110-acre lake, and we have the only access to it, so it's a totally private lake. Wow. That's pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. Wow. There's other ver- You guys haven't seen the property, so there's a lot of variables that we don't know about. But good yeah, luck exactly. to you. Yeah, totally. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. You got one there? Yeah. Why don't we see this one? What about a what about selling a home as is, without the various paint jobs, new carpet, etc.? Okay. So we talk about. Oops, we talk about that uh, a lot. Is getting your home prepared in which to sell? Um, obviously, you're going to have a. a you, People are going to want that stuff done, and how much they think it's worth to do that is a heck of a lot more than what it's typically worth. So by not doing carpet or paint, um, you know, you're, you're just going to suffer on the price. Yeah, I, I always say before you do anything, make sure you get a couple opinions from some agents on what they think the value currently is versus what it would be if you did a certain number of items to your house. Because sometimes in this market, it doesn't make sense to do anything at all. It, it just makes sometimes. sense to, to hit the market. It's funny. We have uh, – so I'm getting rid of our rental properties, and uh, I have this one. And uh, I'm like, well, i got to fix it all up, and i got to make it perfect. And my wife's like, I think you should really just try this. I'm like, you don't tell me what to do. I'm the realtor, you know. <laughs> and uh, I know exactly what I'm doing. So I said, you know what? I'm don't tell do me it. my shirt doesn't I'm, match my I'm going to show her – I'm going to show her, so I put it on, and we got twelve thousand over full price, you know, and it sold right away. And I was like, "Whoops!" But there is, I mean, you hit it right on the nose. But I'll tell you what we did do mm-hmm. is we totally decluttered and made sure it was perfectly clean. Yeah, I think that's yeah. super important. That still really does matter because people want to know that the house has been getting taken care of. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious what you told Andy during the break. He hasn't spoke yet. You guys have my microphone shut off. I gave them a candy. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We got one that uh, I think is talking about our, our Facebook stuff. It says they live in Glenwood, Minnesota. So awesome. My, my family does too. Uh, six miles from Alexandria. I built a brand new retirement house with guest home on the lake. I miss the Twin Cities and children and want to come home. How does a realtor target retirees that want to buy it? It's at 714000 with a separate little guest home. Sounds kind of nice. Yeah, probably Lake Minnowaska, I think it's over there. Yeah, it probably. is. Probably, yeah. 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 That's a great lake, man. When we were kids, we used to drive. You come into Glenwood. I don't know if any of you have ever been out there. Mm-hmm. You come into Glenwood, and you see the whole lake. It's just a beautiful drive in. Yeah. But yeah. I, anyway, sorry. Yeah, that, that's a that's a nice destination because it's not super far either. We yeah. talk about that, people buying cabins. Yeah. Um, but that is, that, that's a that's a great targeting one right there, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because you have something unusual. You have that extra little cabin that goes with it. Well, and it might you might not be trying to target a retiree. You might be trying to target either a, a young family that just mm-hmm. wants to get away for the weekends or even a, an investor that's looking to grow their VRBO portfolio or something similar to that that wants to have a summer and winter rentals conveniently mm-hmm. close to the cities. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you, I mean, you could run a couple different Facebook ads for something like that. Here's what I think is kind of interesting, Mr. Mm-hmm. Prasky, is that that's what, you know, on the MLS, we're trying to attract everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what we can do with social media is be able to go after, say, we want to really target that retiree. Mm-hmm. Say we want to target that executive that wants that second home or Easy. that we want to target that person that, hey, just wants, um, you know, a place to go on the weekends. Well, you know, and the other thing is, too, Chris, I know all of us here in studio, we all collaborate with agents from different parts of the state where we work together in conjunction 
where we'll market properties too. I mean, if we have where we'll do a co-listing with somebody, for example, and they're up in the St. Cloud market or they're all the way up into, you know, Alexandria, for example, we have a couple up there. And we, we don't necessarily have the ability to show the properties, but we may be able to bring in a buyer from the cities. The collaboration there between the agents, I think, is the key there, is that getting the information from the agent, you know, up there in Glenwood down to some of the agents in the cities here that could actually probably hand you a buyer that's looking that never would have thought of Glenwood because most people don't think of the word, you know, Glenwood. They think of Alexandria. And Alexandria, and it's the chain of lakes, and the what, and they don't necessarily think of Glenwood. It might be... But now the people that go there, like I just described, you go there, you'll fall in love with that. It's a cute little town. It's a great elevation. It's a beautiful, long, beautiful lake. Um, great fishing. Um, I know a lot of my mother's family is from up that way. And it, we've, so we've utilized, we've been camping out on that lake before. So it's great. So we went to the same bar restaurant twice when we were up there. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Because you got but kicked really out of good. the other one. Oh, you can yeah. eat barbecue drips. So nice. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> All right. What else, what else do we got? Any more of those yet? Oh. Oh, that was the various paint jobs. I was going to kind of play off of that text, actually, with uh, painting. And I'll tell you what, you see a a lot of houses and you see them online that all the rooms are different colors. And I'll tell you, when when that happens, it confuses people. You know, when you see them in just a bunch of pictures, it might look great in your house. And even if you have that and keep that, you might want to keep some of those pictures out. So it might Mm -hmm. look really good inside, but online, it confuses people. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I, I, I agree. Plus, when you're going through the house, if every single room is a different color, it makes that house feel a lot smaller as well. Well, and have you ever looked at online photos, and, and no offense to us agents, but the agent that stands in the doorway and takes the picture of the bedroom where you can see one window and half of a bed, that doesn't sell a house. I mean, now, if you were in the room and you utilize, like, okay, it has a walk-in closet or a, a nice bathroom or whatever, and then you get that shot where you can see that, oh, there's a connected bathroom or whatever – I think photography a lot of times, and, and Noel, you can probably appreciate this too. I mean, I just don't think it's done correctly. It's not you're, you're not helping people visualize the flow of the house. You're just trying to show a bedroom. Well, who cares? It's like what does that bedroom offer that's unique or whatever. Otherwise, bedrooms I think a lot of times are even the the straightforward picture of a bathroom or something. Photos can be done really wrong. That's true, and a lot of people now because we have these cell phones that take good photos. A lot of people are skimping and going mm-hmm. through and and taking photos of their homes with their phones, and that's just that's not really acceptable. It it needs to be professionally photographed. And the other thing I would say right. is just because you can put up to I believe twenty four photos on the MLS does not mean that you should put all twenty four photos. You should there you, go. you know show the house in its best light, but you don't necessarily need to show that you know utility room or or whatever. Yeah. You know, in a, in a past <laughs> life, you actually did wedding photography. I did. And you were very good, and you you would capture like little moments of stuff. And I think that's if you don't have twenty four great photos. You know, capturing like the the railing that's super nice, or a cabinet area, mm-hmm. or something like that, just like you the would detail with the yeah. two hands sitting on top of each other with rings. It signifies a lot. I, I didn't ever take that. Okay. Well, well, that the, was a great. Well, photo. That, you might have those. I photos. had that when I got married, like in nineteen. Or the behind <laughs> the scenes where the the bride and the groom are laughing at each other, capturing the moment. And I think that that's something that we lose in housing is when we market that house. We're trying to market something that doesn't have a personality, other than you know maybe the colors or the textures or the whatever. We actually are selling something that creates memories. And sometimes, like Chris, you've said, it's a lifestyle. If you sell the lifestyle, so now the, the house, the, the picture, the guy up in, uh, uh, out in uh, Dassel, I think it was, Dassel, that had the house, yeah. um, selling that lifestyle of maybe they, they show a guy taking off from the dock with his fishing boat and going out there to, in his private lake and saying, I got the whole lake to myself. And that, that kind of a video, 
sets totally. the tone, sells the lifestyle, and it's more than just a house now. Now it's your life. And it's and I think that's one of the things that's the hardest thing to capture in photography. Um, but a lot of times we just make it a utility because we have to. I think I want to hit one thing, Danny, before sure. we go to break. But that's why I always talk about the staging's one thing, positioning's the other. And when you add all of those other things in, that's what I'm talking about when we talk about positioning mm-hmm. because it all goes together. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. We'll take a break. Be right back on the other side with more of the real estate show here on eight three zero WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of the real estate show. If you have that kind of a question, uh, by phone or by text six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven eight one eight zero seven. If that's easier for you. All right, you have, you have one over there? Yeah, I found one there. Uh, who's responsible for the inspection, the buyer or the seller? Mm. Noelle? Well, it depends uh, upon what you mean by responsible, but the buyer is the one that uh, hires and pays for the inspector. Depending on what happens during that inspection and what's discovered during the inspection, then that's when you can negotiate, no, negotiate out who is going to pay for what and who's going to fix what. Or accept. Um, yep, or mm-hmm. just accept it. And in this market right now, it's not necessarily a good time to try to come back and uh, renegotiate after the inspection. Sellers may just get frustrated and go yeah. right back to market. Well, we used to have the, I call it the honey-do list, and, and you know all the things that you want to do with the property. The thing is, is this, is that what you should do is take your agent when you're buying a house, I say do a market analysis alongside of your actual home inspection to determine the condition it's in. Is it priced right? Just because it's for sale doesn't mean it's priced right. So, you know, when you have a property that, you know, is on the market, it has some things that need to be repaired, um, you can put that into the equation and you still might be buying that house at a fair value um, if you do the market on it. You take a look at the inspection and you just make sure that the two match up. But, you know, I always look at that as when people take the inspection as an opportunity to come back at every seller, every time, it gets annoying, and it's like the, the the homeowner knows the condition of the house because they put it up for sale in that condition in an effort to maybe save them the headache of having to deal with it, or maybe they priced it correctly so that somebody else could experience that opportunity to fix it themselves at a fair price. And, it, and it's really the inspector's uh, duty to tell them everything they possibly can. Right. But I think it's also, you know, the agent's got to kind of set the expectation that, you know, you're not buying a brand new home, you know, and that you're this is what's going to happen if you, if you were buying a brand new home. You know, you you would be buying new construction. It would right. be costing you more money in which to be able to do that. There you go. I think the other thing, um, kind of a variation of the whole inspection part, is that there is time of sale, um, you know, truth and housing reports mm-hmm. that have to be done, and the seller obviously is responsible for those sure. at the beginning. So, yep. Okay, real estate listings with only one picture, I don't consider. Usually, it's an outside picture, so I ask, what's wrong inside? Ooh, That's, there you go. That's that's very true. And here's, hey. here's another thing that happens yeah. is if you have a, a picture of the interior that's the first picture, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you automatically think? The, the front of the house ugly. must be ugly. Yep. You know? And so and, and it might be the greatest thing, but that's what people think. And so mm-hmm. I always say if you're going to do that, there's I mean, do it, but follow it up right away with the, the so, front so of the So let me be a contrary. So I've done that before where we've had a house where we have all these beautiful photos we put too much information out there. We had the virtual tours. We've had the whatever, and you don't get showings. I've gone back to the point of where I look at the out of the photos, you can actually see the clicks counters, and I'll say, okay, these are the two photos that got clicked the most. I'll pull all the other photos except for those two photos, and I'll put those out there, and all of a sudden, I start getting showings, Chris. You know, And the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm not giving all the information, and sometimes that curiosity 
makes people say, you know what, let's just go see it because it's in the right price range, it's right, whatever. Yes, it may be frustrating to the average consumer. Good, though, because we win the game, we get showings, showings equal offers. Uh, you know, we're not paid to have people like us. We're paid to sell our clients' houses. So, Going down to two photos, that's, that's pretty aggressive. I go down sometimes I, to one. It dep- <laughs> and I don't, no, I don't, but I don't leave it there for six months, you know, like yeah. some people can. But yeah. I, I do it for a couple of days to see what happens. If we see a difference in the fluctuation or the traffic counts or whatever else, then we'll go back to regular photos. Because sometimes there are flukes. Like we said, there's vacationers now that are looking online where they weren't last week. And so, anyway. The photos are so important. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, uh, MLS rules require us to get a photo in right away. And maybe you don't have all the photos and you're just throwing that one on just so, so you have something rather than no photo. And then the, the But the next thing is, is that we were going to put a listing on on Friday, but we didn't have a couple photos that we needed. That I, The first impression, the first impact, mm-hmm. we had to have those. And so we backed off the listing until we have those photos and can be able to go live. They're completely ready. Yeah. We were going to plan on an open house on Sunday, but then we switched it. You only get that first initial email going out to all the people that are set up on an MLS search that are getting those daily emails. That first initial email only goes out one time. Um, I have a question here on Facebook Live. Oh, Somebody wow. asked. Let's do it. Uh, they wanted to go back to showing tips, and they asked if we thought that uh, making fresh cookies would make mm-hmm. a difference. To Chris and I, it does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was in Ridgedale Mall last night, and they, they, they were giving donuts away everywhere. That, that's <laughs> that was a, awesome. I bought a, a pair of shoes. I was going to say, that's a whole marketing business model for Auntie Annie's uh, pretzels. They just blast the smell of fresh pretzels into the mall. I'm telling you, whatever stimulates somebody to pay attention, do it. I've sold a home off of uh, the sellers had written a very sweet note and had made homemade fresh cookies and wrote it was a second showing that I was bringing these people through. Mm -hmm. It was actually my brother. Mm -hmm. And he ate the entire plate of cookies and then made an offer on the house. We had a keeps uh, them there too. Well, yes, I agree. So people usually, when are they showing houses? They're running from work, they've been in traffic, they're in their car, their kids are grumpy, they grab them from daycare, and then they're doing a showing in the after in the evening or the whatever. Cookies calm everybody down. It gives everybody something to chew on, something to focus on. The kids gives mom and dad a chance to actually look around the house. I had one uh, agent that a couple years ago really did an excellent job of uh, wowing us with the the second showing we had. They said, "You guys take some time." You know, the first round they had the cookies, and we walked around the house, and and, and I'm sure we dropped crumbs everywhere. Like <laughs> you can't be mad at the client for that, right? Or the buyer. Then the second time we came back, we they said, "Hey, go ahead. We have a special surprise for you guys out on the deck." And we went out onto the back deck, and here was a bucket with a nice bottle of wine in there and said, have a seat and, and, and enjoy why we actually bought this house. The sunsets here are spectacular. You're right on the park. you know. And I was like, what a complete class move. My people actually sat down. They poured a glass of wine. The kids are screaming and yelling and running around. And I took those guys. I'm like, let's go play on the equipment in the back. And mom and dad actually sat there. We wrote an offer right there. But, I mean, it was like you, you put them out of that element of buying something into we're living here. And yeah. this is awesome. And doing that kind of stuff. I mean, what's your perception of the seller? That they're really good people, that they must have taken really good care of that home. Yeah. And, oh, you know what? We really don't want to insult them with a bad offer. Because you care about yeah. them now. Yeah. And, and it creates that trust there. You kind of trust them because they I mean, if they give you a you. cookie, you can't take them to the cleaners <laughs> on price. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Depends on what kind of cookies you are, I guess. But yeah. All right. What else do we have? So we got uh, uh, open well, houses. Mm-hmm. 
I got open houses. Lots mm. of open houses. Got a new one. I talk about that uh, in the use of video. I got a, a new one that's on um, a little over four acres, but it's in the middle of the woods. And we got a video that goes right down the driveway and then opens up, and it's on this really cool pond. Uh, nice. Eight, uh, 895000 in Credit River, Spring Lake, kind of township, Prior Lake. When is that so, open house? 12 to 2 on Sunday. All wow. right. I have nice. an open house from 1 to 3 on Sunday. At uh, 12746 Foliage Avenue in Apple Valley, right next to the zoo. Also butts up to a pond, great school district, and mm-hmm. it's uh, at 435000 And I'll be there 1 to 3. My team is open house animals, Denny. They are out there every weekend doing open houses, Saturdays and Sundays. And so just go to my website, prasky.com, take a look at there. And then, you know the Facebook stuff, guys, real quick, if we have we a couple seconds left, but the Real Estate Radio Hour 830 is our Facebook call. Like that page, and then we're going to start doing some more Facebook Live stuff. How do we get a hold of you, Noel? You can uh, go on my website, which is brightbirchgroup.com, or you can uh, look me up on Facebook, like I said earlier today. How about you, Chris? You didn't let me talk about my other open house in <laughs> Northfield. You have Tannin Valley Drive. <laughs> We've walk heard out, enough Walk on Rambler, 49.9. Beautiful house on a pond. Salesman. <laughs> All right. There's another you- one in Prior Lake on a pond. So. Are we going to be back next week? I think so. This is a lot of work, Danny. Let me know know midweek. Thanks very much. All right. Good deal. Uh, 63 degrees in the Twin Cities. Our real estate show will be back next Saturday morning at 10 here on A3O WCCO.